Welcome to the Software Delivery Club. Every week I explore different aspects of the business of delivering software into production, talking about subjects that I find crucial to good software delivery, as well as to industry experts about how they get to keep their production software running. I want to know whether they build or buy, how they cope with new features and product changes, how they keep the customer satisfied while also making their engineers happy. I'll also talk about what tools we like to use, which ones we don't, as well as tales from the front line when it comes to delivering and supporting production-grade software. Thanks for joining me. I'm Richard Bowne, your host, and I'm struggling with a post-COVID brain, and getting anything together has been a bit of a struggle the last couple of weeks. However, with the help of my friends, I think I'm getting there. So this is episode 14 of the Software Delivery Club, all about getting your evenings and weekends back. So what's the most important thing about building software? Is it the process we follow? Is it the tools we use? Is it the IDE we have to agree on? Is it the command line versus the clickety-click? Do we all have a favorite infrastructure provider? Do we have a favorite CI tool? What about CD? Do we do it? Do we like it? Does any of this actually matter? Are we all caught up on too many details? Think about something for a second. How did it feel the first time you wrote something in a computer language that maybe you just learned, and it worked, perhaps first time, perhaps not, and it worked, and just for a moment you took a look at it and thought, ha, yeah. Remember that moment? It didn't last long, did it? Because you were already on to the next thing. How can I make the next thing work? Challenge fixed. Move on. Next challenge. As computer nerds, as software developers or engineers, or testers or DevOps, or whatever we call ourselves these days, we are not satisfied with just fixing it once or doing one thing. We want to do it again, but different. We are that XKCD cartoon 242. It's called The Difference. You know the one. It shows how a normal person thinks versus how a scientist thinks. The normal person thinks that's bad when they get electrocuted, and the scientist or the engineer or the wanderer wants to know if that's always going to happen. We, the software types, are that wanderer. We are that person. The one who wants to know if that will always happen when you do that, and what happens next when you push things, when you break things. Because inventing is breaking. There's a world of difference between that feeling when we're discovering and exploring and trying, and the world of reality. When we are searching, we are finding out. We are creating and often making it up as we go along. We are in that space where creation is flowing. But at some point, reality bites. Then we need to do something with this thing that we've created. It doesn't matter if we're a soloist, or if we're an open source contributor, or if we get paid for our code and our effort. We want to do something with it. It needs to find a life beyond what it has found so far with just ourselves. So we share it, and we show it off, and we let others play. At that moment, our creation becomes someone else's. So how do we make sure that the creation lives in a way that we want it to? How do we ensure that the delivery of our idea is as fully formed as our imagining of it? It's time to get serious. We put tests in, we make CI pipelines, we struggle with more tools, we put change process in place, we deliver, we fix, we deliver, we add. The thing that we've created almost changes completely before our eyes.
new features, new bug fixes, new opportunities, new users, new requirements. The software that we once thought about as ours is now fully someone else's. How do we then prevent disaster when we make a change? We put more tests in, we do more integration testing, we add a UAT phase, we add more environments, more people, more complexity, more planning. We get burned by bad deployments, perhaps, so we invest in more automation. We learn the limitations of our existing infrastructure. We regret not building it in a more scalable manner. We try to integrate a microservice or two and get bogged down in Kubernetes management. Above all, we work with more people. Our creativity is not our own anymore. We have to learn to share. So to sum up, life becomes more complicated. And bear in mind, we don't live in a bubble. This is only our work life. Our time spent in front of a screen giving virtual birth to a new creation. But other things happen to us. During the time we work on our software, we meet people, children are born and grow older. Where are you, Daddy? What is happening tonight, Mummy? Why can't we go out to the zoo this weekend? I know, guilt, right? The point I'm really labouring here is that one should be proud of your creations. Your code, your product, your children if you have them. All of our creations need us. All of these things are calling for our time. It's up to you to prioritise what that means to you. These dependents should all have priority and the right priority that they deserve. So let's get back to the subject. How can you make delivering into production as simple as you can? How can you get your evenings and weekends back without deployment hell? When it comes to delivering software into production, it's better to do it during the daytime, right? It's better to do it not on a weekend or on an evening. We can lavish some of our precious work time on those needy dependents, but don't let them take your sleep too. So can we do this for all software situations? For everything? You betcha. It's just a simple case of prioritising this way of work. Acknowledging that it won't be something you might be able to solve perhaps this week, or next week, or even next month. But like anything else in your backlog of work, you can prioritise downtime-free production releases if you truly value them. But this will take investment of time and energy. So let's take a look at a few examples. A SaaS is simple to instrument and automate, right? Wrong. A billing system or a back office system like a general ledger might be simpler still at first glance, but then there's environment management, data management, it gets complicated. An OLTP system is already architected in such a way that new deployments are trivial, right? No. All wrong. One thing you learn is that you never stop learning. Some of the most successful systems on the planet have been built on a knife edge of functional validity. And by functional validity, I mean the classic minimal viable product. This is the knife edge upon which so many fortunes are made. We are teetering on the edge of usability, scaling as we go, reinventing as we grow. Perhaps it's just limited in functionality and we have only certain behaviours that we can perform. Perhaps performance really sucks now. Perhaps we made some crucial decisions that we can't undo. Systems are all complex. How do we deploy them without running out of time? How do we validate that our deployment will work in production every time? Well, the simple truth is that we can't ever know for sure. You can never know for sure. I repeat, you can't ever know for sure that a deployment is going to work. There is always a risk with a change. Your job is therefore to minimise that risk and ensure that you can roll back or fix forward with the least possible effort. As the system gets more complicated and grows, this becomes a more difficult task. In our rush to add more features, we cut corners. We do things that we might not want to. We end up making delivery more complicated for the future.
If we look ahead to our deployment story, some of it comes down to original design and architectural decisions. Is our system transactional? Can you replay them? Can you backup restore all or part of your data? Are we tightly coupled? Are we paying attention to availability during upgrades? Can we undo everything and stand up a new system if it all goes to shit? Some of it comes down to how we have grown, how we have handled the changing requirements from our users, from ourselves, from our support department, our product management, how we've been managed, how the team has evolved, how the company is growing or not growing, financial pressures or people pressures, personal lives, stories, all intermingled. Writing software is complex enough as it is. Doing it in a group of people is more complex still. Doing it for a product which is evolving is also an extra layer of complexity. This stuff is hard. If you ever want to get your weekends and evenings back, you will need to make some tough decisions about how your app, your system, your deployments will go. You will need to prioritize the architecture that will enable you to navigate change easily and deploy simply when you need it. My summary of this discussion or monologue or rant is as follows. Be aware of your legacy as a coder. Think carefully about how your persisted data will be managed, not just how easy it is to read and write. How will your system scale from UI, comms, backend? Think of the implications of your imminent design decisions and how they would look at 3 a.m. in the morning. Always be mindful of the technology and the architectural choices that you make when it comes to supportability and extendability. How are you going to scale? When will that be based on current estimate? How will you support that? When will you need help testing, building, deploying this thing? This is really next level thinking. This is senior engineer, engineering manager, director, VP, CTO. You won't be able to do this all of the time, but you will need to be able to see the future a little. Only then will you be able to plan to get your weekends back like a pro. Talking of which, I listened to a wonderful podcast the other week. It's with Brian Scanlon of Intercom and how they have turned their organisation into an on-call paradise with people actually wanting to do it. I will link the blog and the podcast in the show notes. TLDR, pay people well, make it clear what your expectations are, consistent architecture, logging and monitoring for the win. Until next time, I wish you well. Today's podcast has been powered by the Cocteau Twins, Milk and Kisses, plus the Sunday's first album, plus BBC Six Music and the drilling in our little office in Amstelveen. See ya.